I would say it this way. Uh, you ought not to date anyone that you would not be willing to marry. Mm. Don't date anyone who is not of the kind of character that you would say, I would want to spend the rest of my life with them. Mm -hmm. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. So our question today has to do with dating. So a lot of parents have this question, especially as their kids uh, become teenagers. Uh, how do you determine what age I should allow my teenage son or daughter uh, to date? And uh, along those lines, how, um, sh how should we go about that? Should we impose some, some sort of rule um, that would allow them to date, some sort of um, agreement between parents and children uh, as to those decisions? What are your thoughts and maybe how did you practice that in your own home? Yeah, that's good. Um, I mean, as you know, Josh, there's there's a you know pretty broad spectrum of of thinking among believers about how to handle this. Yeah. I mean, some believers are on the end of the spectrum where it almost is a, an arranged sort of marriage, right? Where yeah. within the church, parents get to know each other and and they you know walk together through many years of life in the church and and their kids get to know each other in the process. And the end result of that is one day they get engaged and they get married. It's not, it's not technically an arranged marriage, but it's, it's sort of on that end of the spectrum. Some people would take issue with the very term dating, yeah. and, and they would say, we don't, yeah. we don't buy into that. We believe in courtship. Mm -hmm. So every, every relationship that we have that, might be, that we might look at and say that's dating, they would say needs to be very intentional. You know, don't date someone unless you plan on marrying them. So, mm -hmm. so at the very beginning of every dating relationship is at least the exploration of the possibility of marriage. And so very, very intentional about it. On the other end of the spectrum, you have believers who frankly might have been a, a bit of a product of the culture. And so mm -hmm. they think of dating as they grew up with. And mm -hmm. so for them, you know, they may date 30 people before they get married one day. And so, so dating is just going out and, and uh, having a good time with a person of the opposite sex. And, and in a way, if they're believers, they would say that that glorifies God. So it doesn't matter how many people you date; just just hmm. just enjoy one another, one another's company over dinner or whatever. I think we have to understand that that whenever you deal with a male female relationship that involves any sort of romanticism, any sort of desire for another that is attractional in nature, you're dealing with some some da potentially dangerous yeah, issues. That's true. So. I completely agree with the notion that we need to be intentional hmm. about who we're dating. I would say it this way. Uh, you ought not to date anyone that you would not be willing to marry. Hmm. Don't date anyone who is not of the kind of character that hmm. you would say, I would want to spend the rest of my life with them, mm -hmm. which immediately right out of the box for a Christian would mean this hmm. is a fellow believer. Has to be. Yeah, I'm yeah. not to be unequally yoked. Right. So I'm not going to date, date anyone who is not a Christian. Understand the tendency of your flesh of indwelling sin to try to justify things that aren't justifiable. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people, they'll agree with that statement I just made, but they'll say, well, this person says they're a Christian. When, in truth, if you examine their life, there's very little fruit that says that they're a believer. They just profess to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. That's not the standard either. So when we talk about dating a fellow believer, you're talking about someone who gives evidence that they're in the Lord. They have a gospel testimony. They can tell you when they came to faith in Christ. They love the Lord's church. They're, they're faithful to the Lord's church. They 
are, are interested in the things that Christians are interested in. They love the things Christians love and hate the things Christians should hate. So you're looking for someone who's of the kind of character mm-hmm. that you, you could spend a lifetime with them. My own personal view, I don't think that every person like that, that, that you could go out with, your, your initial going out with them has to be as serious as let's talk about marriage, yeah. right? That seems to be a problem sometimes. It, it does so, seem to be a problem. In Christian circles. I, you, you can go have dinner with someone and have a mm-hmm. good time because they're your brother or sister in Christ. Right. And, and, and even, even in, in that is a, a healthy kind of learning about how to socialize with someone who's of the opposite sex, how to, how to, to mm-hmm. treat a young lady, for example, I'm thinking now from the male point of view, but teaching your sons how to show respect for womanhood, mm-hmm. how to open a door. I, I know that's outdated, but whatever the cultural expressions would be that say that I respect you and, and that, that men are meant by God to be in a role where we care for someone, we protect someone, we take care of someone, mm-hmm. those are healthy things to learn. So you don't have to, to uh, pledge marriage to every person you would go spend an evening with. I do think, let me take one step back and say this. When I was a youth pastor, one of the things I tried to teach our young people is this. I would say this. I don't think you're prepared to date unless you have worked out for yourself a set of standards from God's word Hmm. for what this relationship is going to look like that you will not compromise Hmm. even if it means you lose dates. So I I have a concept of what it means to honor Christ in a relationship like this. And I, I've worked it out from Scripture. I can explain it for you. And I'm not going to compromise this, even if it means I have to wait, if it means I have to be patient, if it mm. means that I don't, I don't have any dating relationships. Mm. What are those things, well, what would you say? So, like three or four minutes. Yeah, one yeah. we've already mentioned, which is you know, a clear testimony of fe- a fellow believer. Yeah. I think someone who's willing to understand the seriousness of being submitted to parents. Yeah, that's good. So someone that, that my parents, again, I'm assuming for a moment for our conversation, you grew up in a Christian household, mm-hmm. your, your parents are believers. Mm-hmm. Some of my parents would approve of. I want to look for someone who honors their parents. I mean, this is, this is a commandment given to believers. We're to honor our parents for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So immediately, if you're, if you're going to go out with someone who's, who has a rebellious spirit toward their own home life, you're inviting yeah. problems down the road. That's true. Mm-hmm. So what, what is their attitude toward their parents? What's their attitude toward my parents? Do, do they want to honor my parents, especially a young lady? This guy you're about to, to go out with, does, does he care about your dad? Does he care about what your dad's desires are for you? Does he respect your parents? Has he come and talked to your father about this? Things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I just begin to look at attitudes found in the New Testament. The Bible doesn't address dating. I mean, you're, you're talking yeah. about cultures That's true. Uh, that, that were, many of these cult, Old Testament culture, even some of the New Testament culture would have involved arranged marriages. So you're not gonna find dating standards in scripture. Yeah. But what you can find are principles that are good and, and safe. You and I have talked about this before on past podcasts, but I also think we can overburden young people with what it means to, to find just the right person to yeah. marry, yeah. right? And it, it becomes mystical. Yeah. You know, how do I know this is really the one for mm-hmm. me? When the Bible makes it so much simpler than that, I think about 1 Corinthians seven thirty nine in reference to widows, but it still applies. A wife is bound to her husband as long as he lives, but if her husband dies, so now she's, she's free, mm-hmm. she is free to be married to whom she wishes, mm-hmm. 
only in the Lord. Right. I mean, that's that's as simple as the Bible makes it. I love it. that. Yeah. yeah. Marry who you want yeah. as long as they're in the Lord. Mm -hmm. So take those those principles we already talked about that have to do with genuine Christianity, genuine faith in Christ, and apply those, and then trust your desires. And if you're delighting yourself in the Lord, you want to honor Him in this decision, do you like this person? Do you, do, you, do you love this person? Do you want to spend the rest of your life with them? If they're in the Lord, then, then do that. My own experience, so that's how, how I guided my own children. Mm -hmm. I told them, uh, I, I pray for you to find someone who will love you, but that's not even first on my prayer list for you. I pray for you to find someone who loves Christ because if they love Christ, they'll love you. Mm. That's, that's the chief thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I would guide them with the same sorts of principles we've mm. talked about. You don't have to date uh, many people to find that right person. Mm. My wife, Jackie, we've been married 38 years. She was the second girl I ever dated. Praise um, God. Praise yeah. God. Mm -hmm. And uh, I won't go into the details of, of our courtship because I don't think it's the model. <laughs> uh, I, so that people don't read bad things into that. I proposed, I think, on our second date. So, so <laughs> that's, not the, that's not the model. But the Lord's been, been sure. good to us and kind yeah. to us. And we were both young believers at the time. Mm. But here we are 38 years later, yeah, four children, eight mm -hmm. grandchildren. Amazing. Uh, yeah. God's been very kind and good to us. Amen. So take those principles, work them out from Scripture, yeah. don't compromise them, live for Christ. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener-supported, so if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.